0: Welcome to the Period Queen podcast. My name is Lucy Peach and I want you to have your greatest period ever. This episode is about phase one, the dream phase. It begins on day one of your cycle, the first day of bleeding, and it ends after the blood does. In today's episode, we'll learn how this phase brings you the power of deep, intuitive thought, and my mate Constance Hall is joining us for this dream ride. There are many layers to the way we feel about being in this world, in a body that bleeds, or doesn't, for whatever reason. Throughout this series, remember, there is nothing to fix, there is nothing to change, no right way to have a period, and I invite you, often, but never more than right now, to feel whatever you feel and to practice softness. Welcome to your womb. Before we begin, how are you? I'm going to ask you this every time we check in. Why? Because the best way for you to learn about your cycle is to just pay attention to it. Every day, ask yourself, what day am I on? What do I need? And how can I channel my power? Stay present. Me? I'm day 25. My post-ovulatory glow is a mere memory, and I'm well and truly premenstrual, and a little bit stuffy, which is common for this time of the month. But knowing that I'd be recording this very special episode today, I built in some personal buffer time to mitigate any crunchiness. We're recording this in the afternoon, and I've just had a nice bath. So now, I'm ready to tell you about the most tender moment in your cycle. After all, you got to practice what you period preach. Wherever you are right now, wherever you're listening, I want you to make a fist and press it against your lower belly, just above your pubic bone in between your hips. It's okay, no one's looking. And even if they were, you're checking in on the most important person in your life. Yourself. So stuff them. And just notice how it feels here. Even if you don't have a womb, you can still use this place to be tender with yourself. If you want, just for a moment, close your eyes and with both hands across your womb, breathe from and into this place. Feel it soften. Feel it with love and visualize whatever reminds you that this is the epicentre of your mother-loving, precious body. Your dream phase is when your hormones are at their lowest. This is your dark moon. And this is when you are closest to your deepest self. It's a time for ultimate self-care, and anything you do now to rest or slow down will pay off later, like an investment in the month ahead. The dream phase is the most important time to stop. The alternative, pushing through your period, makes it harder to get the full benefits of this phase. And yes, there are benefits. But it also makes your whole month harder. You will do and give all manner of things in the weeks ahead, but you will do them even better if you have yourself a lovely bleed now. Chill out, babes. Easier said than done? Yep. Society doesn't exactly encourage us to slow down and we're trained to tell ourselves I'm too busy, I don't have time. Maybe you're sitting on a train right now, acutely aware of your waistband, a nine o'clock meeting, impending deadlines and you've just snorted your tea. A lovely bleed? Pfft. Well, I invite you to undo your top button, give your womb some room and to make a mental note that someone else can take the bloody minutes today and make you another cup of tea while they're at it.
1: I want to press my body down and lose this universe
0: While you were bleeding, especially for those first few days, you were more than enough, not in spite of being slower, but because you were slower. And if phase one had a t-shirt, it would say, dream before do. Now is the time to dream deeply, to let go, and to think about what you want to grow and give life to next. What do you want this month to be like? What do you want to be different? This is when you can best practice your intuition and using your truth bomb filter, but more on that in a moment. Now is also the time you need to say no. No to hosting a family reunion. No to helping someone move house. No to pulling an all nighter with your most tempting friend. You need to say no now so that you can say yes to having a lovely bleed. In my book, Period Queen, I go deep into lots of ways to love on yourself so that you can get to the benefits. Spend some time now to fill the tank in your metaphorical winter. Stoke the fire. Rest and restore, maybe have some pizza, in the bath, and if you're feeling it, call one of your friends. Constance Hall is an author, entrepreneur, mother to seven children, and mistress of a mega empire. And although I didn't call her from my bath, I could have. It wouldn't have mattered to Con. What I love most about her is how she always says how she feels, what she needs, and I love how she gives permission for others to do this as well. When I spoke to Con after weeks in isolation in a house of nine people, she was camped out in her car, parked in front of the hairdressers, desperate for some time on her own and to get her roots done. I jumped straight in and asked her about her very first period.
2: 11 years old when I got my first period and um, I was the first out of my two best friends. There was a group of us, three of us, and we all lived in the same street, like next door to each other. Actually, Tim Minchin lived on one side and my best friend lived on the other and my other best friend lived across the road. So it was almost like, everyone coming to the middle of the road, I've got my period. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I just I felt very womanly. I felt very um, very much like sort of, sort of losing my virginity in a way.
0: I love imagining that little street party where Constance Hall went through a rite of passage and met her power, and Tim Minchin was there. That is so Perth. At this point, I say, hey, where are you in your cycle right now?
2: I've got no idea. <laughs> I, um, I reckon I'm probably halfway through my cycle. Mm-hmm. My, um, me and my husband is in arsling, so we're not really having sex, and that has made me less focused on my period.
0: Which makes sense, and it happens to a lot of us. Without tracking a cycle, it's impossible to remember when it's due or when you last had it and what goes on in between your period. So does Con use their phases throughout the month?
2: I think I didn't really pay any attention to my period for a good five years or six years, I think. But, um, yeah, it was, it was definitely... It wasn't until after I had children that yeah. I that sort that of went was. progressively, got my period then had my first pregnancy that I didn't continue with and then that changed things and then I had a baby and that really changed things I think that my um that agitation before I got pregnant before I got my period was um definitely stronger mm. and so then um you know and then with breastfeeding and then your first period that comes back after you've had a baby so every single stage in my life has made me more and more and more aware of um, mm. of the hormones that come mm. with it but um I've never harnessed my um, hormonal energy until, or thought about it until I read your book. It has never even crossed my mind that um, you know that I could use this for my advantage. So now it's a very new concept to me, but I'm really like excited to you know. That's one of the reasons that I took the um, insulin
0: on out of my arm. I want to jump in here. This happens a lot. People say that's it. I'm going off hormonal contraception because I want to feel my full cycle with my own hormones. To that I say, congratulations. But I would also say that if you do decide that hormonal contraception is the best thing for you right now, then it is. But also to consider the marina, as it's the only hormonal contraception that can allow you to still ovulate. Definitely speak to a good doctor and don't feel you need to put up with side effects that are getting in the way of your life. Clem Ford and I have a good chat about this in the final episode, so stick around for that, but okay, back to Con
2: when I read your book, I was really, really into the idea of us you you know utilizing this energy for our own benefit rather than just continually being used against us and so yeah, and then i I took the thing out of my arm because I didn't want it to affect my you know my ability to do that and mm. to like spread your word you see know? So now I am thinking, like, you know, my creative times and my, you know, that's the great time to write. And I do really think that since reading your book, I've really noticed that I do go through stages where I'm just like, yes, 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 I'll do that. Yep, I can commit to that. And then um, it's shortly followed with, why the fuck did I do that?
0: This is a classic. You'll learn more about the give phase in a later episode, but what Con's talking about here is how you feel before your dream phase when you're premenstrual. And when the take queen finds out how much of yourself you've spent, she likes to restore the balance. She needs to. She's got to clear the decks so you can have a nice bleed. And here's the rub. Sometimes people would much prefer we were permanently giving and try to make us feel guilty when we defer from the default Back to our true selves.
2: I voice thought that if my partner knew that I was getting my period, he wouldn't validate the argument. So I hate that. So I used to hide it so that I could feel like I was smarter and I was, I was onto it. That, you know, this is, yeah, I want my period, but my period isn't making things up. It's just showing me,
0: And it will show you in its own way. And here's how you filter the truth bombs. Once your period arrives, if there's still a premenstrual red flag waving in the wind, then you know, with absolute certainty, especially if it's popping up every month, that whatever pissed you off is a real thing that needs to be tended to. So listen to your body, and it will start formulating a way out of whatever pickle you've found yourself in. It might not be a straight line as the crow flies, but give it time. You do know the answer, and you know that you do. And you know that I know that you know that you do know. Your blood is like the truth serum.
1: Coming home from a heroine's quest, make me new again. I played the game, now I long to rest. I slayed those dragons dead, and I danced in the shadows, and picked rubies from I will never be the same again.
0: In the dream phase, your body and mind are at their slowest, so you have more time and space to know whatever it is that you need to. Trust. It might come to you in a dream, or just before you drift off with a hot water bottle and your little sleeping mask on. It might come when you're walking to work, or when you spy a little patch of park and a sunny spot on the grass. And with 10 minutes to spare, you stretch out and let the earth hold you. However it comes, when you get that little click of intuition slotting into place, take a deep breath and stitch it in. Don't rush to action until the next phase when it's time to do. For now, just let your intuition piece a plan together that can bubble away. Look, you don't need to take the whole week off to meditate and menstruate. With scaffolding and some support, you can even run marathons if that's your thing. You can do whatever you need to. But what I'm saying is that you don't need to push. But even as I say that, on the other hand, the elephant in the room here is starting to roll her eyes because self-care and baths and time and space to use your dream filter on life's big questions Is perfectly achievable if you're a princess in a castle with a caterer and no dependents. But for almost everyone else, our lives are mostly happily tangled up with other people's. And they rely on us. It's important that those close to you learn about what this week is like for you, that your energy and enthusiasm levels will change, and that to some extent they need to learn to go with your flow. I spoke with an older woman recently who said, I wish I had have known about all of this years ago. I could have used it. But as well as feeling she'd missed out on using her cycle, she also said she regretted hiding everything about her menstrual cycle, physical and emotional, from her two sons, because now one of them in particular was fairly unsympathetic to his partner and her cycle. I blame myself, she said, because he just had no idea. To that end, Con was emphatic about why she wants her children to grow up differently?
2: Well, I've um, got like the ethos of being really open about my period because I've got five young boys and um, two beautiful girls and I want the boys to be really like, it's like exposure therapy for OCD, you know, continually just putting it in someone's face and, you know, my kids will come and talk to me while I'm on the toilet because they won't leave me alone. Even if I've got a period, I'll open the door and I'll be like, "Oh, if you want to ask me this now, you can, but I'm about to wipe my fanny and I've got blood and he's like, (laughs) <laughs>
0: and it's not just the physical aspects that Connie's open about with her kids.
2: And so I'm really open about the fact that, you know, mum's a period, guys. You know what that means? I need toast. I need a cup of tea and I will get the kids, I, I will force the kids to care for me. And no. so you can't... Set them to be like, I oh, wake up in the morning and how can I make mum stay better? You need to ask them. But I do say to them, this is what I need. And it's really fine for me to be vulnerable around my children. I'm like, I'm not feeling great, guys. I need you to help me, please. Mum's feeling really overwhelmed. Sometimes I see me cry. And mum's not, you know, mum's not coping. I'll do this for her. You do that for her. And they have to have this little teamwork. I want them to have that knowledge that everything's always going to be okay, that I am their safety net. But in the meantime, day to day, sometimes when I am getting my period, I do just sort of collapse a little bit and need them to step up a tiny bit, and they do, and I think it's Mm. important for them to do that. So I think being really open and being really, like, vulnerable with your kids about your periods and that sort of stuff, and that also will give the girls permission to be like that when they're getting theirs.
0: I love that Con doesn't want her kids to be shielded from the reality of what she goes through every month, emotionally and physically, not just for her or her daughters, but also her boys.
2: That's exactly right. And I think that um, the boys are going to benefit so much because when they grow up, it's a different world. Women are taking Mm -hmm. over. And Mm -hmm. if you're not comfortable with that and you can't be a part of that, you come along for the ride, then it's a Mm -hmm. real disservice. Mm -hmm. But I'm married to the product of the opposite. I'm Mm -hmm. married to a man whose mum was indestructible. She Mm is still is. She's still up. She's had breast cancer. She's had a double mastectomy. She's got dodgy hips. And she will get up at 6 a.m. and just start cutting the house and making – and got to love her. I just love her. For me, like, she's got traits that I don't have at all. And it makes me really, like, respect them and want want some of it, you know. And I also Mm. want to give her some of my selfish traits. (laughs) Can you you learn something from me as well, please? (laughs) And I really think that women are slowly but surely just growing and changing. And men are becoming really redundant in our lives. You know, if you can't give us love and respect and, and the things that we deserve, we actually don't need you now. We can earn good mm-hmm. money, we can get spam donors, we can do whatever mm-hmm. the fuck we want to do.
0: Whoa, that escalated quickly. I mean, she's right. But at this moment, I did think to myself, you don't necessarily sound like you just ovulated. Mm-hmm.
2: And so I want to raise boys to understand that, you know, nobody's going to be crying if mm-hmm. you don't bury them like fucking yeah. 100 years ago, you know. You're going to have mm-hmm. to really step up. And understand women and understand, you know, the sacredness of their
1: bodies. Going down, my arms falling away. Be without a veil. So cover me now when you hold me close. Your gems inside my breast, cause I want you.
0: A week later, I saw a video on Instagram of Con singing to Tina Turner and doing slut drops in front of her husband, Denham. And her face looked so soft and serene and happy. I messaged her to say, happy Mother's Day. But what day are you now? Day one, she messaged back with the laugh crying emoji. And I said, ah, so a week ago when we spoke, were you premenstrual? Yes, totally premenstrual. But Denham was still being a selfish pig. When someone is being a selfish pig and you're premenstrual, it's a surefire shortcut to a shit fight. If they're lucky, maybe you'll let them make it up to you in the dream phase. Your period doesn't make things up. It shows you. And it shows your partner. And it's never too late to learn. I've heard 70-year-old men say to their partners, I wish I had have known more. I'm so sorry I didn't. If you're a man listening, thank you. Tell your mates and tell your sons.
2: The answer to that is making boys that really, really care. I want a boy. I want him to be able to turn to his wife and be like, I respect everything that you're saying when you've got your parents. I think,
0: you know, we can both learn something from your period. Wouldn't that be nice? Absolutely, absolutely. Wouldn't it be nice, Con said? And you know, I think it will. Speaking of nice, I joked earlier that just because you're bleeding you don't have to spend a week meditating. But actually, to be meditating when you're feeling your most meditative can be divine. If you really want to learn about yourself during the dream phase, one deluxe idea is to give yourself what Red School calls a big bleed. Ideally, you would take yourself away to somewhere peaceful with ample supplies of nourishing food and low-key activities for when inspiration strikes, and you just... Stay warm by a fire perhaps and bleed for the mother of all resets. Have a look at redschoolonline.net and if you decide to do a short course in menstrual cycle awareness, don't forget that PEACH is the code for a discount. In my book Period Queen, there's a whole lot more about using this phase for clarity, managing pain, embracing tenderness, fostering connection. But one thing I really want to talk about now is sustainable periods. I'm not going to tell you what to do, and I do not want anyone to feel guilty for whatever they choose to use. I just want you to wonder if there's a connection to what you're using and how you feel about your period. When I first got my period, I was on a plane as an unaccompanied minor going to the UK to see my dad. I took all the complimentary pads, but when they ran out, I used toilet paper because I didn't want to tell my dad, that I didn't really know, that I had my period how I longed for a fresh, clean white pad so that I could deal with the blood and then bin the evidence. Single-use period products are convenient and effective and you literally wash your hands of them the minute they're in the bin. But when I think back to how I screwed my face up as I wrapped a used pad or tampon in more toilet paper in case someone put something in the bin and saw my blood there, I wonder, did my body know that I was embarrassed by it? Thank goodness things are changing, and now we have so many options. Cups. Once you get the hang of them, menstrual cups are incredible, and they really create an opportunity, rather a necessity, for you to learn your own body. You take out the cup, still warm from your body, and you can see your blood, the colour, its richness, the amount. You can tip it down the sink or into the toilet or out the window, as I sometimes do on the old leaves. You can even dilute it and pour it onto your garden, the soil, not the green bits or they'll burn. And it's one part blood to ten parts water. That's what Costa the gardener told me at the Woodford Folk Festival. If you're travelling, cups are great. But what I really love is just bleeding into comfy pants. Especially on day one, day two, three or really just all the bleeding days. Modi Body sent me some a couple of years ago that are still going strong. They're soft and snug in a way that makes you feel really held. And at the end of the day, I just rinse them while I'm in the shower until the water runs clear, and then I either throw them in the wash straight away or hang them up to dry if it's going to be a while before I put a wash on. No rubbish, no waste, no association between my lovely bleeding body and landfill. Having your hands in your own blood at first is... it's a thing. Until it isn't. And then... It becomes a thing. Your blood really is amazing, as is your whole cycle and every phase within it and the ways you can use it as a guide. So all the best to you for a lovely bleed in your dream phase. And remember, you can get Period Queen wherever you get books. And if you want more information or to hear the songs, you can go to periodqueen.com.au. As your bleeding comes to an end, you shift gears and you go running up that hill towards ovulation in the do phase. In the next episode, I'll be talking about the highs and challenges of pre-ovulation with Mama Kim. For me, what I thought was my strong suit, turns out it was actually my one of my great destroyers of my wellness and of my ability to, to to actually be linear in a way that I wanted to be, to be consistent, not linear, to be consistent and cyclic and in a way that and in a way that I really, really actually wanted to be. So yeah, it's been a real time. PS. Something for the train spotters. If you're listening to this episode fresh out of the box which is May 22. Look up for the dark moon. It's brand new.